is God. Thank God for this morning. I want us to pray. There is none holy as our God. There is none beside thee. There is anyone like our God. There is none holy as a God. Our Father and our God, we bless your name. We glorify your holy name. We thank you, Daddy, for this morning. Thank you for another opportunity in your presence. Father, as we go into your word this morning, we pray that you teach us your word. Holy Spirit of God, take absolute control. I pray that I might decrease and you increase in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Good morning, church. I want to thank Pastor Jeffrey for this wonderful opportunity given to me to bring the word of God to us this morning. And I pray that God Almighty is going to bless every one of us in Jesus' name. As we know, this month, January 2021, is our month of divine direction and we are going to continue in this series as even pastor has taught us in the past three weeks and i pray god almighty will indeed reveal more to us concerning how he speaks to us and how he will want to lead us not just for this year but for the rest of our lives even as we continue our work with him in the name of jesus christ as you can see there our anchor text the memory verse that we use throughout this month um, which is the, the anchor text I'm going to use this morning. Uh, Genesis 12 verse 1 says, Now the Lord has said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. And that is very instructive there, a land that I will show you. So Abraham did not even know where he was going, but yet because he knew the voice of God, which is what we have been trying to learn all through this month, so that we know the voice of God, even when it seems impossible, even when it seems unreasonable, but because you know is the voice of God, you will just launch out. Amen. In way of recap, we want to just quickly go through, say, recap, I cannot exhaust what pastor has told us in the last three months. And pastor, you have to forgive me. I'm not sure I've done justice to all of you said. But just to uh, a form of summary of what we've learned the past three weeks, God has taught us through our pastor ways that he speaks to us. He also said a very important thing that all good ideas is not necessarily good, uh, God's idea. All good ideas is not necessarily God's idea. And you need the Holy Spirit. In order for you to hear from God, you need the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, you need the Holy Spirit in order for you to hear from God. Without that, there cannot be any connection with which you can hear from the Lord. And last week he was talking, telling us about hearing the voice of God. Hearing the voice of God. It's very important for us to hear the voice of God. When you hear the voice of God, you know that this is the good shepherd that is leading you and only him, you will follow him 
expressly as he's leading you because why as a sheep of god you know the voice of god our your father and your shepherd hallelujah and it's, it's the lord jesus christ was even telling us that my sheep they know me they will not listen to the voice of a thief of a stranger so if you are a child of god you need indeed the voice of god you need to be able to listen to the voice of god to the Bible passage for today, Genesis chapter 12, reading from verse 1 to 5. Genesis chapter 12, reading from verse 1 to 5. I read, Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee, and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that cursed thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Verse 4. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Aaron. And Abraham took Sarah his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the soul that had gotten in Aaron, and they went forth to go to the land of Canaan. In the land of Canaan, they came. Hallelujah. This is the word of the Lord. Abraham, as at that time, when you read from Genesis chapter 1 up to 11, and at this point, when God started speaking to Abraham, there was no mention that the family of Abraham were worshippers of God. But God Almighty singled Abraham because of the condition of his heart and started speaking unto him. And he responded to God appropriately. And that started a journey that we all are blessing and we are taking from today. We are all products of the obedience of Abraham. So today we are all children of God because of one man's obedience so he obeyed god and through his genealogy and lineage the lord jesus christ came to earth to redeem us from death so today we want to talk about pastor mentioned it briefly last week so we want to talk about the conscience we want to see how through the conscience the god can lead us god can speak to us the conscience is like the voice of god in you it's like the voice of god in you that's your conscience it's the voice of god in you so i'm going to do a little bit of bible study learning about conscience a bit of theological learning about it this morning learning about conscience how we can work on our conscience to begin to be in tune with god and hearing from god at all times so conscience is the voice of god in you everyone has a conscience everyone irrespective of your faith everyone has a conscience doesn't matter whether the person is a christian or non-christian every human is created with this conscience conscience which is like a check in every one of us i read romans chapter 2 verse 14 to 15 to establish that fact says romans chapter 2 14 to 15 for when the gentiles which have not the law, 
do by nature the things contained in the law. So by nature, because of the conscience that we all have, that every human has, by nature they do things that are contained in the law. These, having not the law, are a law unto themselves. Verse 15. We show the work of the law written in their hearts. Their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts demean while accusing or else excusing one another. So, you can see here, I'm sure you'll have seen children, as young as they may be, when they do something wrong, and any of their parents come around, and you see them covering their face with their hands and all that, you're like, oh, who taught you that? How do you know this is wrong? There is a conscience in everyone that we all were born with, which is the more teaching us the moral of what is wrong or right. And depending on how we channel it, how we train it, how we exercise it, begin to be in tune with God or with the devil. So our conscience, trying to define it further, one, conscience is a person's moral sense of right or wrong. Is your moral sense of right or wrong? When you take a step, when you do something, at each point in time, every day, perhaps several times in a day, we take decisions. And these decisions that we take, what inspired those decisions? These decisions will come from it going through our conscience. We will have already processed it through our conscience before we act out. Because why? You know that sometimes, or if not every time, decision you take has an effect on you and also on people around you. So last week, Pastor was telling us that um, we all die looking at our parents, but we all die looking like our decisions. So it's important that when you take a decision, you know that you are processing through your conscience, which is there, which is like the voice of God inside of you. Is that moral attribute you have in you, a sense of morality, telling your things as is right or is wrong. It's another de- de- definition of it. It's a guide for human behavior. It's a guide for human behavior. And when we go further, we'll see why some people have lost this guide. It's a guide for human behavior. You want to do things and you hear some people, oh, I'm feeling guilty. My conscience will not let me. So how, where? It's a guide. It is that still small voice. This still small voice. According to Isaiah chapter 19, verse 12. Isaiah chapter 19, verse 12. And it says, and after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. That still small voice in you. And telling you, my son, my daughter, no, don't do this. This is not correct steps to take. This is not what you should do now. This is not how I want you to go about it. For instance, you might have, it might have been a well thought out plan. You've done your due diligence and it's just for you to take the final step. But God will say no. So do you still listen to that conscience? Do you, are you still sensitive to what he's saying to you through the help of the Holy Spirit? 
So continue. It is God's voice within each individual, as I said. So it is what God's voice within each individual. Every individual will have this voice. We hear the voice. And you, I'm sure you'll have heard some people say, oh, my God feeling and all that. So there's that feeling that God is sending you a message, an instruction of what to do for the next step in your life. And it is easy for God to relate with us in this way and for God to help us because God himself, through the Lord Jesus Christ, came in the form of human, so he knows what it is to be human. He knows that as humans, we have problem-taking decisions, and sometimes we struggle between taking decision of what is right or what is wrong, between morality and immorality. And sometimes we struggle with our values, our sense of judgment, our learning, our understanding of subjects. So we struggle. God understands. Jesus Christ knows this very well and is very ready to help us at all times. Hebrews chapter 4 from verse 15 to 16. Hebrews 4, 15 to 16. I read, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we had, yet without sin. So Jesus Christ took several decisions while he was here. He went through what we are going through now. And he needed some things that we still need now. And yet, through the help of God, he went through all this victoriously without sin. So verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We need him every day. Songwriter says, oh, I need you every day. We need you every hour. We need you every moment, every time of our life. When we take decisions, we need to hear from God. We need to be sure that God is the one leading us and wants us to take these decisions. I know many of us in our lives, we've been at crossroads cross several times. And you're looking, what should I do? Who should I talk to? Where should I go? So God is saying, He's speaking to us every time, and he wants to speak to us all the time, if only we'll be sensitive to that inner voice of us, which he has given to us. So still going further and explaining further, conscience is a law that speaks to our hearts. It's a law that is written by God. As the first scripture, I Romans chapter 2, it says, the unbelievers, the even that have not read the law of God. They have a law written in them. So they themselves became law to themselves. The law has been written in our heart. Every human, everyone will have that sense of what is right or what is wrong. So how much do you listen to it? When it keeps talking to you and you keep ignoring it, then you, in a way, you tactically silence it, not because is silent, but you stop hearing what he's saying and gradually it may stop talking to you. The conscience becomes alive when you receive the spirit of God. You receive the spirit of God, becomes alive. That's when your conscience can be useful to you, can help you, can guide you 
through in God's inspired words. John chapter 6, verse 63 says, It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profits nothing. The word that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So when the word of God enters into you through the spirit of God, it quickens your heart. It quickens your conscience. You begin to make it alive unto God and have that connection in God. And let not deceive ourselves. Your conscience is either controlled by God or by the devil. There is no fence. So in this world, there is no fence. Is that you are for God, you are for the devil. Is that you are in the spirit, you are in the flesh. Jeremiah 10.23 says, Oh Lord, I know that the way of a man is not in himself. It is not a man that walketh to direct his steps. So the decision to direct his steps has been taken away from you, human, no matter what you think of yourself. No matter how intelligent or how uh, intellectually capable you may be, you know definitely some decisions that you take are above you. So you need the help of God. You need to tune your mind, your conscience to following God. A group of um, people from ethical studies, and they make this uh, uh, summation that obedience to conscience is necessary as it sustains human dignity and human beings are judged by it. So you need to obey your conscience. You need to see it like the voice of God inside of you, directing you, leading you on, and giving you that check whenever you want to take a wrong decision. There have been some times that I did something wrong. I knew it was wrong. And I had a check, but I still went ahead anyway because I felt that was what I should do then. But that's not, how, that's not what God wants us to do. That's not how he wants us to live our lives as being Christians, being believers, being example unto others, being his children here on earth. We are supposed to carry his light and show his light unto others. He wants us to follow him obediently at all times. Now, we could have three forms of conscience. Let me put it that way. A conscience could be a good conscience, could be a weak conscience, or a dead one. But definitely, God, everyone has got a conscience. Now, God wants our conscience to be in a good state at all times. A good state at all times. First Timothy 1.19 says, Holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck. So what that means is that if you fail to maintain a good conscience, it could make shipwreck of your faith. So what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and in the end lose his soul in hell? So if you must maintain your Christianity to the extent that you'll be able to make it to heaven, even as we learned during the money devotion this morning, talking about rapture, that are we ready? So it could happen anytime. You have to be ready at all times. You've got to make this your conscience good. And Apostle Paul was saying that he strive daily to have a conscience that is void of offense towards God and towards man. That's a good conscience. That's the kind of conscience you must have. It's that kind of conscience that God can speak to. That kind of conscience that can lead you. That kind of conscience that can check you, that can help you. 
But to a conscience could be weak. A weak conscience, I'm sure you'll have read in the scriptures that the Bible says we should renew our mind. When he's talking about renewing your mind, he's talking about people whose conscience are dead. Now they have given their lives to Christ. Gradually, they start unlearning all the bad things, all the evil things they were doing, they were enjoying for several years. I was listening to a preacher. He said he lived in a country that for the first 30 years of his life, he did not even hear the word Jesus. He never heard about him, never heard anyone until he went to prison. He had a problem, went to prison. And in the prison, I was prison evangelism, and somebody gave him a Bible. Somebody preached to him and started reading the Bible. He gave his life to Christ. And that's when, for the first time in his life, when he was over 30, that he learned about Jesus. So gradually, for, for people like that, who were one-time unbelievers, like we were all before, start gradually training your mind. And a weak conscience is one that the conscience will tell you what God wants you to do. But because it doesn't sound favorable, it doesn't sound pleasant, you will go elsewhere for a second opinion from somebody just for you to have somebody to support your idea. And because your conscience is weak, the devil is ready to give counsels, bad advices readily available all over the streets. And he will do what? Distract such person from the way of the Lord. First Corinthians 8, 12 says, but when you sin, when you sin so against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. So he's talking about behavior of we even mature Christians, sometimes for Christians that are just young Christians, what we do in their prayers is that their weak conscience cannot be destroyed and thereby sinning against God. It's very important. And finally, a conscience could be dead. A dead conscience is one that through persistent disobedience or neglect, stop speaking to someone. Or if he's speaking, he's not even heard at all. So you can imagine how we get to where we are in this world today. That we celebrate all sorts of relationships. Sometimes it go there are some things that we do today, we celebrate today, that we cannot even say them out. So what happened? We gradually stopped listening to that God's voice inside of us. We stopped listening to it. We kept neglecting it. We kept ignoring it to the extent that it's dead. Apostle Paul was talking to Timothy and was talking about those who, for the pursuit of wealth, for the pursuit of worldly materials, pierce their heart through with hot iron. So they kill their conscience. So when they are doing anything, there is no remorse. There is no check. Or how will you explain if family members stabbing each other to death? How will you explain if a family member could 
carry a gun and shoot his own child or his own parent and all that. How will you explain that? There's no more check. Conscience is dead and the person is not feeling remorse and felt, oh, that was a good decision to take. Hebrews 9.14 says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Romans 1.20 was talking also that because they refuse to listen to God, God has given them up unto reprobate mind. So a conscience that will speak but cannot be heard or is no longer speaking. Why? They refuse to retain godliness in their hearts. During the prayer this morning, we were talking about where we actually young man straighten his way, set in the law of the Lord. So if you do not have the word of the Lord inside of you, there's nothing to lead you. Dead conscience cannot stop you from doing evil, cannot help you, and cannot hear from God, cannot transmit whatever is heard from God to you, which is that your inner voice of God. I was listening to a message by Bishop Dale, and he was talking about hearing from God as well. And he said that it was called a second thought. Second thought. He was giving a testimony of himself. He was invited to an evangelical meeting for to preach and all that. And of course, you know that's a good thing to do for the Lord anyways. So he has accepted the meeting invite. He's made travel arrangements that he was going to travel for the meeting. Now on his second thought, God ministered to him. I think it was the morning or the day before the trip that he should cancel the trip. And he was wondering, how will he cancel a trip? He was supposed to minister. This is a, a, a worthy cause. This is going to expand the kingdom of God. This is for him to go and preach the gospel. And yet, just like pastor said in one of his teachings, that all good ideas is not God's idea. But God said no. That second one said no. Don't go. And so, and so he didn't go. And two, in the end, he said two other ministers who went for that meeting, I think on their way back, they had a ghastly car accident and they both died. And it would have been the same car with them. So sometimes, however beautiful an idea is, please listen to that, your inner voice, to God's voice inside of you, telling you, put a stop to it, or carry on, or wait for a moment. Again, however good your plan, however decent it looks, however beautiful it looks on paper, however well thought out it may be, please listen to that inner voice. Listen to that second thought. God, does he really want you to go ahead or not? I pray that God Almighty, from now on, the rest of our lives will keep talking to us, will keep encouraging us in the name of Jesus Christ. So how do we train our conscience? How do we train our conscience to begin to hear from God? How do we train our conscience? The first way to train our conscience is by prayers. Prayers, waiting upon the Lord. Waiting upon the Lord. Waiting, I know, waiting is difficult, but it's one of the attributes of a good Christian. Ability to wait. God called Abraham when he was 75. He waited 25 years for his the promised son. 
He waited. And the scripture says, God counted that his faith as righteousness for him. The apostles, in the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 4, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. This was the Lord Jesus Christ. He appeared to the apostles after his resurrection. He appeared unto them. And he gave them strict instruction. Stay. The desire of the disciples, including Peter, was to, oh, go out. The Lord Jesus Christ already told us before he died, we should go out preach the gospel in all the nations and all that. But he said, do not depart. Do not depart Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. We said, ye, ye, have, ye have heard of me. Wait. The Lord Jesus Christ took his disciples, Peter, James, and John, to the mountain to pray. And he went to check on them. They were far asleep. And he was saying, can't you wait for me just one hour of prayer? So wait upon the Lord in prayer. When you pray, when you wait upon the Lord, you begin to look like God. You begin to reason like him. Begin to think like him. Your conscience begins to walk like him. Because why? You have stayed in his presence long enough to know him. And your conscience will have been trained to interpret, to process spiritual things and the prayer of God. And when you need it, it comes alive. Waiting upon the Lord, wait in the presence of the Lord. Remember the disciples at Antioch, they will say, oh, these ones look like Christ. Why? Because they've spent time with him. So people say they look like him, they talk like him, they act like him. They heal people like him, they preach like him. Why? They have been with him. So if you want to see God in your decision, in things you do, spend time in his presence. Wait on the Lord in prayer. Pray. And the Holy Spirit Lord will help you to pray aright. Another way to train our conscience is scriptures. Scriptures, the word of God. Reading the scriptures, understanding the scriptures. The Bible says, search the scriptures, for in them think you have life. Search the scriptures. He that thinketh his stands, take heed lest you fall. John 17, 17, the Lord Jesus Christ was praying. He says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So you can sanctify your conscience. You can train your conscience to hear from God. and To be aligning with the things of God, with the kingdom of heaven, through the scriptures, through reading of the scriptures, through memorizing the scriptures, through meditating the scriptures, through preaching it, through saying it, professing it with your mouth. But you need to study. You need to make up time to read the Bible on a daily basis. Even if it was one chapter. Even if it were a verse or the scriptures. But on a daily basis, make it an habit that you go to your Bible on a daily basis and read the Bible. Pray with the scriptures. When you pray with the word of God back to him, it gives you, it's more effective. But how will you pray the word of God back to him if you don't know it? And how will that your inner voice help you when it has no scriptural basis? Finally, another way to train is through experience. And experience could be what you've seen by yourself. Experience could be what you've studied. Hebrews 5.14 says, 
but strong may belong to them that are of full age. Even those by reason of use have their senses exercised to design both good and evil. Hallelujah. There are some decisions that I will take and they, are, they look good, they look decent, pleasant decision. Whereas, Pastor Debo may not take it. He was telling us a story that the church, I think they needed like a generator or something. And he prayed. Then someone brought money for it. No, it, he, he wanted to travel. Like he needed to travel for a meeting. Yeah, abroad. So he prayed. And someone came soon after his prayer and said he was ready to sponsor him and all that. He was so happy. Oh, God has answered my prayers. But God told him, through that still, still voice, that no, do not accept it. Later on, it found out that the man was actually fraudulent, was arrested by security agency, and it was all over the news. So imagine how that would have tarnished his ministry, that a fraudster was sponsoring his ministry. So for him, he had that experience. He knows when God tells him, move or don't move. Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, a story of another experience. It says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Now, how did they know that it was the voice of God in the garden? It's by experience. So Adam and Eve have been in the garden for a while before they committed the sin. So they knew how God's voice moves in the garden. And at what time? So, I'm sure you have family members. Even on the phone, if you hear their voice, you will know. And when you see things, things I will say, oh, definitely this is this person. It's only this person that will have done this. So why? It's by reason of experience of your relationship with them. By reason of you, you know them, what they are like, what they would do. So, Adam and Eve, they knew Jesus. They knew God. I will walk and his voice. And later on in the same chapter, he said, God was asking, how did you know that thou are naked? So you can see here, by experience, you can train your conscience to begin to think things. And for some of us, our experience is based on facts, it's based on science and all that. So when God is telling us something else, we think, oh, no, this is not going according to science, and so it's not likely to work. The science of money or economy will be you save money, you save money, and you have more. But the scripture is saying it is more blessed to give than to receive. And you wonder, oh, if I'm giving away my money, so how will I have more? But that's the principle of God. So, but those who, by reason of experience, have stayed with God and done the several things, when God tells them through that still voice inside of them to even give away all their resources, they will easily do that. Why? Because they've experienced God in the past. God has responded to them, including the story of Abraham, that he almost offered Isaac hope. He believed God, but God stopped him. 
as I'm, as I'm getting to a, bringing the message to a close, who has your ears? Who has your ears? This is very important. What you hear goes into your heart, goes into your mind, and settles your conscience, and it forms your value, forms the basis on which you take decisions and what you respond to. Whoever has your ears controls your life and determines the state of your conscience more often than not. Who, who do you listen to? What do you listen to? If you listen to news and all oh, you have a fear, oh, it's COVID-19, oh, this number today is killing this number, it's killing that number, you'll be afraid. But when you read the scripture that no matter what, God is going to keep you, then you'll be strong. When you listen to people who will tell you, oh, it's a lie. It doesn't matter. God is not that wicked. Oh, this doesn't matter. This is just a little enjoyment. Oh, this is just a little relaxation. I'm not sure God is that wicked. I would forbid this. But is that what God is telling you? Is that what God is saying? Let's see the story of Nehemiah, experience of Nehemiah. Second Kings 5, 10 to 14. I read. Second Kings 5, 10 to 14. I apologize for the crowded slide. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Nehemiah was wroth, and went away, and said, Behold, I thought he would surely come unto me, and stand, and call on the name of the Lord his God, and strike his hand over this place, and recover a leper, the leper. And not a banner and um, papha, Rivers in Damascus better than all waters in Israel. May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned away, went in rage. And his servant came near and spoke unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, wouldn't thou not have done it? How much rather then when he said to thee, Wash and be clean? Then he went, went he down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again like unto the, on the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Neymar was a very powerful man. I'm not going to go into the details. But my, what I want to bring out here, he had a servant. He had a servant that he listened to. Imagine if it was another general was with him. I'm sure the pride will have come that, look, let's go back to Syria. Let's go back to Damascus. There are better rivers there. Why will he tell us to go to this dirty, stinking river? But that, no, he wouldn't have received his healing. So, what is God telling you to do? What is that decision God is telling you to do? It may not make sense. It may not be scientifically right. But God has his own way of doing things. Whoever you listen to controls your life to a great extent. So Christians, believers, let us surround ourselves with Christian songs, gospel songs, listening to good messages, listening to men of God, listening uh, and reading the Bible. We have a podcast that you can listen to daily, once a week, to be able to begin to exercise your heart in the things of God. So that when that critical time comes, when you need to take a hard decision, you have a voice that can tell you what to do. And a voice that you can understand, you can listen to, that you are attuned with. 
But if you have not been listening to your, your inner voice, there is no way, even if he's telling you what to do, you won't be able to pick it. Because your antenna, your antenna is not tuned to that frequency of the conscience, true ministration of the Spirit of God for you to be able to get what he wants you to do. So let us train our hearts and know the kind of friends we have around, the people we listen to that can help us make good decisions even as God, God, as we have learned previous, God can use your friends, your family members, your pastors, God could use them to speak to you. In conclusion, Deuteronomy 30 verse 19, Deuteronomy 30 verse 19, Deuteronomy 30 verse 19 says, I call heaven and hell to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. So is your conscience a good one? Is it weak or is it dead? You need to make that decision. You need to answer that question rather. What is the state of your conscience? Is your conscience a good one? Is it the one that is directing you appropriately? Do you listen to it? Is it a weak one that can easily be swayed around to and fro with any messages, with all forms of doctrine, or is it one that is dead completely that you no longer hear from? But today, the mercy of the Lord is with us. The mercy of the Lord is in the house. God can quicken even a dead conscience so that he can begin to hear from him and begin to help you in making make your decisions in life. At this time, I want to give opportunity to those who have listened to us this morning who would like to give their lives to Jesus. As we have heard in, in these past four weeks, God, you cannot begin to talk about hearing from God if you are not one of his. If your conscience is still filled with dead works, you cannot begin to hear from God to give you direction for leadership and for grace. The first step is for you to come to him. Surrender your life to him. Be like that newborn babe. Surrender completely and let him cleanse your conscience from dead works. If there's anyone that is vain this morning, I want to give his life to Christ. I want you to bow down and pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I do not ask you to come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. I renounce sin and Satan. I pray that you purge me with the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Congratulations. If you pray that prayer, you can reach the church. Church admin, send us an email. Someone will be there to reach out to you. Uh, reply your email, pray with you, and gradually establish you in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I want us to pray this prayer. Finally, I want you to pray to God and say, Father, please quicken my conscience to hear your voice always. Father, quicken my conscience to hear your voice always in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, please quicken my conscience to hear your voice always. Father, Lord, I pray, quicken me to hear your voice at all times. Please, Lord, help me to be obedient. Help me to be sensitive to your voice. When you speak to me, help me to do your will. Help me to obey you, even when it is not convenient for me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Father, to always obey you. To always be obedient and be sensitive to that inner voice. Voice of God in me, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Holy Spirit of God, we thank you for this morning. We appreciate you. We pray that you will begin to cleanse our heart. You begin to dwell in our heart. You begin to help us that daily, on a daily basis, we open ourselves unto the inspiration of God so that we can do his will at all times. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. God bless you. Thank you.